Hi, everybody. Pam at the Paper Outpost here with Sunshine coming to you from our living room today. Yes, we are snuggled on the couch and we are answering your crafty questions because I want to know what's going on in your world. Enough about me already, right? Leah, let's hear what's going on with you guys. Okay, Kayleen Rolf asks, okay, she asks, Hi, Pam, my dad passed away eight weeks ago. I am so sorry, Kayleen. Uh, he went to the hospital. I'll oh, leave the details out. Uh, my question is, can you suggest any way of getting back my interest in junk journaling? I'm finding it very hard to be interested in any craft, which is something I've always adored. Love your voice and enthusiasm. Please help. Um, uh, Kayleen, I would say... I think what you're feeling is probably pretty normal. A lot of us, um, I'm certain that you're experiencing grief on a very deep level, and that mutes a lot of the normal joys that we have for a while. Everybody goes through their own journey, and um, you can't go through it any faster than you can go through it. I think that... uh, your brain is resorting itself, reorganizing itself, it's healing, it's protecting itself, it's cocooning, it's dealing with the, the trauma of losing somebody. Um, uh, I call them a primary, uh, a, like a dad, a mother, father, husband, sister, brother, child, anything, anybody that close. Um, it's, I've heard from a lot of people who craft and a lot of people who've, who've lost very close people. And um, it's rare to find somebody where the feeling does not come back, the desire to craft again. But sometimes it just takes a while. And I would say just let it be. Just let it be and let it find itself. And um, it's okay when you don't know what else to do to go back to your papers and just sort of move them around on your desk and without any intention of making anything. Um, sometimes this is a good time to organize a little area when you don't know what else to do with with your mind to give it some some peace. Um, sometimes sorting, for me, physically, um, sorting items helps my mind sort itself out as well. Um, and I would just say, embrace your feelings, don't fight them, let it flow, and um, um, odds are those, those feelings of joy will return, but they will return when they're good and ready. And there's really no way through it other than through it. And we are all pulling for you. And many of us have experienced similar situations. And we certainly know that uh, it can feel good again. Um, But it's a little soon. Yeah, give yourself some time. Yeah, all our best. Um, Followed up by uh, Robert Coffin, who asked, What is the name of the winter slash Christmas words creator? Um... He's looking. He's looking at the video called um, "Winter Journal Christmas Journal Completed Junk Journal Flip Through." Boy, there was a title and a half, huh? Um, and I was thinking, oh, hello, Holly. That's my African gray parrot. In case you didn't know, he likes to chime in when he knows we're doing a a podcast, right? Right, Holly Bear? Yep. Always a few words to say. Usually settles down in a, in a bit. Um, so. I think he's referring to a digikit, which is a collection of um, computer files that I make and that you can print out at home. And there's one called Christmas Words. Uh, I think that's what he's referring to. I'm not sure. If I'm wrong, Robert, please ask again, and I'll, I'll uh, clarify that for you. But basically, 
Uh, what I did was I just went into, what do I use? Publisher, Microsoft Publisher. And I find some pretty backgrounds that are uh, copyright free, that type of thing. And then I will put some, I will actually type the words onto the page in a column. Uh, all sorts, sometimes they're the same word. Sometimes they're different words or different phrases. And then I will copy and paste that column to the right, to the right, to the right. And that way you can get it set up on the page easily if you want to do these on your own computer. They're, they're, they're kind of, um, it takes a while to do it, but once you've done, you've done it, you've got it. You know what I mean? And then you can uh, refer back to it. So um, there you go. And if you don't feel like messing with any of that stuff, you can just um, uh, get... Oh, not again. Okay, they're going to have to wait. Um, <clears throat> they're... Uh, um, uh, sorry, that's, that's my cousin trying to call me. I'll call her right back, I swear. I'll call you. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, that that's pretty much it about how to, how to make words on a DigiKit. Um, Master's Advocate asks, okay, uh, she asks, I'm glad you and Sunshine are still alive. Me too, me too. Um, okay, Sunny is so cute and I'm glad. You let her taste your chicken. Kibble all the time is not so great, is it? Right, I know, I agree. Um, I love your ideas for using the images from your DigiKits to make journaling spaces for your junk journal. Using the sewing machine to perforate your between the images is wonderful. I'm going to give it a go. She's referring to the video called Easy Paper Perforation Tips for Junk Journals, plus the October DigiKits have arrived, that one. Um, I've been having fun creating vintage ledger pages today. Your other video on how to create the faux ledger pages, pages was very inspiring. Hope the post Ian cleanup is going well. Gotta keep you safe. Um, oh, isn't it? Okay, I think that's where I got the it tagged as a question. Okay, so she didn't have a specific question, but I'm glad to hear that you guys are trying these things because, yes, I was inspired by, I believe her name is um, Chronicles of a Crafter, Nicole. And uh, there is a link to her in that video. Um, yeah, I thought it was a fabulous idea, and I thought, oh, I, I, I got to play with that too. So, um, yeah, check out her video, and um, just keep having fun out there. Let's keep inspiring each other. Okay, Winter Prism asks, uh, same same uh, video, She's the paper perforation uh, October DigiKit video. She's referring, for printing lines, you can also use corrugated cardboard. Just strip away the outer paper to expose the wavy part ink and stamp. Um Yes, yes, I have seen that. I have tried that. Um, um, I think maybe if you actually get in there and once you peel away the top layer to reveal the uh, corrugation, corrugations, is that right? Um, but finger fold those uh, ridges so that you get a point and that way your lines will be a little bit stri- not so fat. Um, just a little tip from the trenches there, have done that. Also have successfully made a line stamp. I think I, I mentioned it. You take a, a just a chunk of two by four, uh, maybe six, four inches long, and you just put some elastic bands around it. And then when you ink the, the elastic bands, when you just turn it over and press with it, you'll get lines. And um, the easiest way to do it is just to take some lined paper. If you come across some um, machine-made journals in a thrift store or something like, like that. Sometimes you can get some very pretty lined paper inside those journals and you can cut that up and use that um, in your journals. It's okay to take from one journal and put in another. It is. It's okay. And uh, so that's kind of fun and a, a nice way to do that. And um, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, okay, I, I'm reading Liz Gutierrez. Uh, she asks, uh, this was from the, the craft chat on Friday. I think I was showing you the book from uh, Goethe, which is a, a German philosopher, I believe. And uh, I was mentioning how it, you have to kind of say it like you're spitting, I thought I said spitting gum out of your mouth, but she said, you pronounce it like you're spitting ephemera out of your mouth. Is that what you said? And then she's laugh, 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 laugh after that. She, I think she was teasing me. Uh, yeah, that too, because sometimes ephemera is a condiment around here. You know what I mean? Um, Mark Jacob asks... Um, I went to a community sale last weekend. I found a tote. I mean like a 20-gallon tote of craft supplies. I looked inside and saw a large rubber stamp. Hmm. Um, WWPD. What would Peter do? Well, what would Pam do? <laughs> okay, I just figured that out. Okay. Oh, then he wrote it out. Or what would Pam do? When they told me $4, even Pam went out of my head. <laughs> I love that. I now have so much stuff I don't need that I am uh, post-happy. I'm past happy. Rolls and rolls of ribbon and bias tape and old rolls of 50 to 100 uh, feet on them. Paper punches and 128 rubber stamps. Colored cardstock. Colored uh, copy paper. Lined notebook paper. Um, what else did they find? They found uh, uh, 11 by 12 heavy white paper and a box of stationery and envelopes. I did get about five inches stack of construction paper and lots of crayons that I am donating to a, a local Sunday school um, along with about a third of the stamps. Um, sure glad we received notice that you are all fine. Okay, thank you so much, KGB, KJB, KJB. Um, so I think uh, that is a riot and total score. And that is an awesome way to get a pile of craft supplies all at once for next to nothing. Uh, yard sales, garage sales, uh, community sales. For some reason, um, you know, having a community sale sounds like a great idea because like, oh, we'll attract all the people from all over. But what you've also done is you put a thousand competitors on your street. So everybody has to rock bottom price everything. So you can get some really good prices on craft supplies at community, community sales. And sometimes people just are done with the craft. Like, Maybe they're not going to make uh, scrapbooking or card making or junk journal making anymore. Maybe they're shifting to quilting and sewing and mosaics or something like that. And people will unload their craft supplies in a, a pile. Or somebody's getting a divorce. A bunch of stuff needs to go. Out went the craft supplies. Somebody dies. No more crafter in the house. Let, they'd rather have it go to somebody that's going to put it to good use. And I, I think that's a good thing. Um, so yes, you can, the only, the thing is you may not necessarily get what you were looking for, but you may get a lot of fun things you never even thought about before. And that's kind of the fun of it. And Goodwill also has, um, yeah, they used to, I don't know if they do it so much anymore. Um, these, I, I would call them grab bags. They take a giant plastic bag and they shove a lot of stuff in it. And, um, then they put some price on it anywhere from, I'd say $4 to $20 at, at least at my Goodwill. And you never know what's in there. And it's kind of like finding a box of stuff at a yard sale because, and they, and they tell you specifically on the bag, you cannot, we will not sell this to you if it's open. Um, don't open them to try and peek to see what's inside because, um, flare guns and confetti will raid down from the sky and there will be floodlights flashed upon you and we will not let you buy it. And, um, there are often ferret holes already created in the bags that I come across. 
almost every one of them already has a little ferret hole like somebody went in there. I don't see any remnants of confetti or streamers or balloons or I was not blinded by lights, but I did not make the hole. That's all I'm saying. And now I'm always wondering when I take the package up to the front, are they going to think that I made the hole? You know what I mean? And it's almost like I feel like it, it, I have to explain to them, I did not make that hole. I didn't try to tuck extra things in there. I wasn't ferreting. I wasn't ferreting trying to see what was in there. But what I have noticed, at least at my goodwill, is that they've always been worth the price. And sometimes when I see some that are pricier, I'm wondering what's in there that I can't see when I rotate the bag. You know, you kind of rotate the bag and you kind of try and look between stuff and you can't see anything. Generally, when I get it home and I really start going through it, I find something of greater value and I say, okay, so that's why they priced it at that. Because odds are they're probably crafters too. So they know, they know what's the good stuff. And, you know, maybe there's some arches watercolor paper tucked in there that you can't see from the outside. I mean, I've had some pretty amazing finds. Oh, there was this one time. Um, I think this post-hurricane thing kind of makes you want to be a hoarder again because you feel like you, you've lost stuff, you know, in the storm. So you want to go gather stuff again. Watch out for that. I'm just putting a warning out there. Watch out. Um, but yeah, there was this one time. One time I walked into Goodwill and they were just putting some art supplies out and they were the really good stuff. Um, some oil pastels by, I think it's Sennelier and a whole bunch of like a ton of really nice colored pencils, chalk, oil pastels, um, oil paint. I mean like fancy brushes and stuff. And they had it like marked at goodwill prices. So I'm just sitting there in awe and shock and looking at it. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, um, I'll just take it all. <laughs> That's what I did. I just took, I just grabbed a big cart and I just shoved it all in there and went up. And you know, I honestly, I still have a lot of it I haven't used, but um, we're going to, you're going to be seeing some videos with me using stuff that I haven't used in a while. So I need to go through my craft room. Um, I would say last year, I like to, at the end of the year, starting the new year, kind of go through the craft room, really deep, clean, organized stuff so I can remember what I have. Boy, if you don't do that, forget it. It's game over. You're going you're gonna to have the walls closing in on you, and you're going to be shoving things in tiny little nooks and crannies, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to swallow you up whole. It will swallow you up whole, and you'll never be seen or heard from again. So I try and mandate myself, you got to go through everything at least once, once a year. Now, last year... It was a feeble attempt. That's right. I kind of skimmed over the surface, really didn't go super deep. I did probably half my room super deep, and then I just got tired, or life got in the way, or I don't know. And um, yeah, I, 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 I just need to go deep this year. That's all I'm saying is be prepared. There's going to be some serious deep cleaning. Maybe we'll do some before and after so you can see the disaster and the reality of the before, which is... is scary on some level it's like I don't know it's almost like you want to say it Sonny no no I don't want any part of that okay it's kind of like showing your dirty underwear you know what I mean it's a, you just don't want to do it but you know everybody's got it and uh, you know how we call it the unmentionables yeah they're like the craft room unmentionables um, and it needs to happen it needs to have the light of day shone upon it so that it can be cleansed and be refreshed and air can circulate again and newness can come in. Because a lot of the stuckness that we get into in, in our uh, creations 
or our, our crafty flow just seems to hit a brick wall. It's the staleness sometimes of the environment that we're in. Sometimes we need to shake things up. Now that's gonna cause a lot of dust in the paper crafty world. You're gonna kick it up. It's gonna be in the air. It's gonna be going everywhere. And um, I think I mentioned I do have a HEPA filter in there. Just one of those little standalone guys. That does help tremendously. And um, being vigilant about keeping horizontal surfaces dusted, cleaned, and the floor vacuumed, like dusted and cleaned. That will really reduce on the amount of uh, paper um, particulate matter in the air. But paper is paper, and paper eventually will become dust. So, yeah, I mean, there's really no way around it. You just kind of, whoop, where are you going? Where are you running away on me. Come back here. Um, did you see that, Sonny? They, they, they jumped right out of my hands and onto the couch. I know. They're, yeah, it was like mentioning cleaning and you're all out of here. I know. I know. We just want to play with the papers, Pam. We don't want to hear about that cleaning stuff. No, no, no. I know. I know. Um, it's kind of like you're all excited to get your new outfit, but then you also have to... You get it home, you gotta take off the tags, you gotta decide whether you're gonna wash it before or after, and then um, you gotta, uh, you know, do the whole washer, dryer, fold it, hang it up, like all the unfun stuff about getting the new thing. So all our craft supplies have that little legacy tied to their leg, that's right. It was very exciting when you bought it, but you gotta bring it in, bring it in from the car, you gotta um, just, you know, take the packaging off, you gotta decide where you're gonna put it, um, then you got to remember you have it. If you shove it under something, say goodbye to it because you're never going to see it. It's gone. It's just, it's just gone. You know what I mean? I mean, really, we should wake up every morning. Instead of watching one of my videos, we should watch a video of one of your craft drawers just so we can see what we totally forgot about. If we all did this, we just got up. Well, we could just look in one of our craft drawers, I guess, or your craft boxes or craft collecting areas and remind yourself you know, maybe that's that's something I should do. I should just open a drawer and use something in that drawer. And that would be a new way to create different things because you're you're just given a couple things. Yeah, yeah, I got an idea now. Okay. Alright. Mm-hmm. I'm writing it down. Okay. Okay, there we go. I got it. I captured it. That's really critical too. If you're a crafter and you're um you never know when a good idea is gonna hit you. Keep a little journal not far away from you. Something that's easy to open and scribble in really quick. Capture, capture, capture those ideas because um, they are gold. When you are out of ideas, you just need to refer back to this little log book and you've got bajillions of ideas. You'd be surprised how many crafty ideas will float through your head in a day. It happens somewhere between the laundry room and um, the kitchen. There's like three crafty ideas. And if you don't write them down, they're gone. They're gone to the universe and we'll never see or hear from them again. I don't, I don't, it's an important, that's probably one of the most important skills, writing your uh, ideas down. Even if you don't never end up using them, just capture them because you never know. You never know. Okay. Off your soapbox, Pam. Okay. Miss Kit asks, hey, Pam, you know, we all believe that Sonny can really talk, right? <laughs> Take care of your loved ones. Uh, well, of course he can. Uh, yes. Yes. Sunshine. Do you have something to say? Um, I'm. Not right now, Mom. Just just let me lay here on the couch like a little couch slug. Okay. I was going to consider you more like a little couch mushroom. Are you more like a couch mushroom? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Words from Sunny to live by. <laughs> yeah, we've been a bit of a couch mushroom ourselves lately, huh? Yeah. Why, why does the potato get all the glory? What about the mushroom, you know? Um, so I think that's fun. That's uh, good things to do. Happiness bounding about here. 
And uh, yeah, it's already, it's October. You know what that means. It's going to be time to start cleaning soon. But I, w- I won't start cleaning until December. Yeah, let's get over the whole Christmas thing. Yeah, let's, let's make it through that. Um, let's do the Thanksgiving thing. We'll do the Christmas thing. And then we'll address what on earth is going on in those drawers. <laughs> so thank you for bearing with me and hanging out. And uh, just hanging out with Sunbun and Holly and the loveys here. And everybody is okay. And we love you all. And uh, don't forget to sign up for my free monthly newsletter if you haven't gotten that yet. Links down below every video. Love you guys. Take care. Have an awesome crafty day. Talk to you soon. Bye.